0: Log Talk Radio. The Net Live is brought to you by the Spire Institute, integrating sports and education, training and learning, performance and competition like no place on earth. SpireInstitute.org. Now, on with the show.
1: It's that time.
2: We have the people. This is Eric Moana. This is Priscilla Lima. This is Casey Patterson. The story in real time. We're a much
3: better team now than we were
2: then. I'm not looking at just this year. I'm looking at the next four years. You're listening to the Net Live with Barney. You didn't win, so
0: you must not have done a good job. And DJ Rouché. I'm great, guys. It's the Net Live right now. Jeremy, I like that there's nobody else in the intro.
4: Well, there should be. There's
0: nobody else here.
4: Cat's outside. Kids are somewhere at school.
0: The wife's off working, making a dollar.
4: Dustin has meetings. Meetings. Reed is nowhere to be found.
0: I don't even know who Reed is. I've gotten an email from him lately. (laughs) One here, one there, but certainly nothing of consequence.
4: Yeah, so until people step up, that's just me and you on the intro. All
0: right. That sounds good. Yep. It's just me and you on the program for a little while. That's
4: what I'm saying.
0: But we do have some guests. Sweet. Brandon Rosenthal. We're going to have him as a guest today in Coach's Corner, though. We've moved him around ABCA Coach's Corner because he just returned from a trip to Rio with his team. Nice. Overseas trips becoming more common with volleyball teams, uh, teams of all sorts with NCAA schools. And Brandon Rosenthal just back from Rio where they had... The full Brazil experience.
4: I'm scared to ask what that means.
0: It involves guns. So we Lovely. will talk about it. Uh, that's not the focus of the trip. Uh, certainly just one moment in it. But definitely something when you're dealing with foreign countries and that uh, in Brazil, really, sort of a third world nation masquerading as more. And we'll be host the 2016 Olympics, of course, in Rio. But they're going to have to do some cleaning up of the low level criminal element, let's say. In Rio. So we'll have Brandon Rosenthal on to talk about that. And then uh, I believe you have arranged uh, a guest. I have. Is that
4: accurate? 100%. Okay. Sarah Butler from a foundation called Set It Forward. We're going to have her on, talk to her, but you can look it up at setitforward.com. Sarah Butler. Yep.
0: And Now, is this mo- modeled on. Uh...
4: Kind of a Tom's type thing. I believe so, and I'm going to give full credit to Dustin A. Ball for bringing her to our attention. I reached out to her, and or I looked at the website, looked at what she was doing, and I uh, thought she'd be great to have on the show to get the word out about her little charity thing she has going on. All right, yeah. I believe she's 16, so don't uh, don't grill her too hard in the questions. Oh, we can't,
0: <laughs> we can't just get to the heart of the matter.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: I, I like her site here. I like Why Volleyball and the blog. You check it out, setitforward.com. Cool. Looking forward to talking to Sarah Butler. Yep. You know, we normally have ABCA College Volleyball Weekly, but uh, no more. No more college volleyball. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> it's all over. We're we're done until August, basically. We'll have a preview for you. I was supposed to do the sand championships until Mr. Geeter stepped in. Interesting. I didn't realize that he was still a volleyball guy. I thought for sure he was a basketball guy.
4: Yeah. He's just swooping in, stealing jobs all he can, right? He's a full-time employee, so it's not like he's not getting paid right now. Uh, That's true. Just saying. Might want to give him a call, find out what the deal is. Find out why he's just stealing money from you left and right.
0: I know. It's not cool. I mean, the natural order of things is he has a job. (laughs) He leaves to a better job. I slide into that old job that he had.
4: Yeah, I thought that was the deal you guys arranged. Yeah.
0: I don't know at what point he decided that that was not how it was going
4: to function anymore.
0: (laughs) Uh, it's not cool with me. He
4: is today at the Mike Whitmarsh Charity Golf Event. Um, will see if he can call in and report from that. Good cause. Everybody gets together. Has tons of fun. And I believe today's going to be a beautiful day for them out there. So maybe he can call in from, like, you know, the back nine or
0: something. It's down in San Diego, right?
4: Or San Clemente. Something with a sand.
0: It's going to be blazing hot. It's going to be testing. Wherever it is. It's a hot day here today. So Geeter. We have Rosenthal. We also have to make sure uh, our condolences are sent out to the family of Dave Williams, director of USA Beach, actually the only person to have ever held that position, the position of director of USA Beach Volleyball. Dave Williams, to my mind, dying suddenly last week.
4: He was diagnosed uh, with cancer, I believe, on April 13th. what kind of cancer? I believe it was melanoma. Skin cancer. Yep. But it had spread it was it had spread pretty aggressively. And he was undergoing some
0: pretty aggressive uh chemotherapy treatments is what I gathered from a couple of reports
4: that I read. From what I understand, um when he was diagnosed with it it was so advanced like the doctors didn't they didn't give him a lot of time. And the last ditch effort with whatever treatments he was doing were kind of like the Hail Mary pass to see if it would help. Um, most of his family was out here. They were going to spend the summer here. I believe they would given him six months to a year when he was diagnosed. So that's a month. Yeah. April
0: 13th to May, what, 16th was it? Or Something along that, that line. Wednesday yeah. or Thursday last week? Yeah. Unbelievable.
4: Yeah, they had a, we had a memorial service for him on the uh, – Right out front of the USAB offices in Hermosa Beach on the decks they have out there. Beautiful day outside. Great, great amount of people that showed up to pay their respects to Dave. Um, Doug Beal flew in, spoke a little bit about Dave. Leonard Armato did. Um, Allie Wood, I believe. Wood's her last name, correct? Works for yes. Yeah. Allie Lamberson. That's her new last name? Her new last name. I apologize. Hollywood is... uh, The former.
0: Always get caught which is which. I apologize. It's Um, it's particularly tough when you have Nancy Mandering and Nancy Metcalf. uh, Oh, how's that work for you? (laughs) I think it was Nancy Metcalf. Now it's Nancy Mandering,
4: or whichever. Gotcha. Uh, But they all spoke. It was very nice. It, It wasn't... It was fitting for Dave. It was a beautiful day outside. You could see the beach. Um there's some music playing. There are lots of smiles, lots of laughs, some tears, but it was. I think Dave would have been proud of it.
0: On oh, Dave, an extensive history with the sport of volleyball, not just director of USAV Beach, but a long time with the AVP and prior to that with uh, Women's League. Yeah, back he. In
4: 1998. When Leonard took over the AVP in 2001, I believe 2000 2001, he contacted Dave. I mean, I know they had their paths across already, but he contacted Dave and said we're doing the AVP thing and i want to bring the women on as well and put it all under one umbrella and i need your help. And Dave was a instrumental part in all of that.
0: Yeah, Dave had been he had been uh head for the Women's Professional Volleyball Association 97 and 98. And he's also the founder of the Manhattan Beach Open Dinner of Champions. Yes, which cool. that
4: was i think that was a really big deal because you know with all the things that have happened in the sport going under a few times here and there like some of the legends kind of slipped through the cracks and didn't get their dues so dave came up with that idea and uh they got to honor you know all the legends people that you know started beach ball ball that never made any money and right. the people that made a lot of money in the sport um you know they were all recognized and you know it was a great thing april 13th to may 14th
0: for Dave Williams, basically four weeks, uh, 55 years old, uh, far too young for someone to pass uh, from this world. So uh, our condolences again to to Dave Williams' family and certainly the whole beach volleyball community who uh, has enough to deal with right now and now is dealing with the loss of an important person from the promotions and event running standpoint, so Uh, Unfortunate. And Dave Williams made a couple of appearances here on this show and regular communication with uh, several of us about things that were happening. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Ali, perhaps uh, becoming head, or perhaps another person stepping into that role. Going to be an interesting time for USA Volleyball to try and replace not only the obviously the day-to-day function of that position, but the the knowledge and the the view that Dave Williams had.
4: And Dave loved the sport. There's no denying that at all whatsoever. Loved the sport, loved being around it, cared about all the athletes, didn't care if you were the 32nd seed in the qualifier or if you were the one seed in the main draw. He treated you the same.
0: Well, a big loss for the community then. Yep. All right, moving on. No oh, easy transition, but uh, let's talk about the women's sitting team because we've talked to Katie Holloway on mm-hmm. this program before, and actually Jay Hosick and myself participated in a women's sitting Didn't exhibition. Jay get blasted
4: in the face? I think so. Like, like more than twice. once? Yeah, yeah maybe twice. And he admitted that too, but I think I recall him just getting absolutely blasted in the face.
0: There's a lot of facial shots in the game. It is, <laughs> it is tough to play uh, sitting volleyball, and I, I had a blast playing my
4: tailbone.
0: Like the the two sides of your hips that oh, you, know, yeah. you
4: sit on here yep. and your butt cheeks. Oh, man, was that sore. Do they make padded worried. shorts for the athletes?
0: Uh, I'll be wearing them next time I'm in an exhibition. I will put those right on
4: because
0: <laughs> I was hurting for a while after that. Uh, but they just completed a exhibition series against Russia. They were out there at the University of Central Oklahoma in Edmond, Oklahoma, where they do train full time. And actually, Oklahoma hit by some nasty storms yesterday. But uh, they was at the Wellness Center, and they had an opportunity to play Russia. They defeated them three matches to zero. Nice. First one went five. That was on Saturday morning. The Saturday evening, the United States victorious in three, and then victorious in four on Sunday morning. So good stuff there from the women's sitting team. Heather Erickson led the United States with 15 points on 11 kills and four blocks. Uh, this would be, uh, let's see. That's not a total. That was for one of the matches here. I don't see it. the yeah, they first went, match on Saturday. They Saturday. went five and zero, oh, I believe.
4: Well, they, do- this, they dominated.
0: Yeah, five and zero. Oh, but then I only have three match
4: scores here. The Russians erase it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> they went man. on. They went online. They're like, "Yeah, we're just gonna get rid of that. <laughs> no need to let anybody know."
0: Yeah, and I wondered the same thing because I. I'd seen that somewhere where women's the women's team went 5-0, oh, but yet there are only three match scores. So I don't know how you go 5-0 and oh in a three-match series, but that's, you just a, dominated. that's even
4: more amazing. You just totally dominated. <laughs>
0: that is even more amazing. But in that five-set match, Heather Erickson, 15 points, followed by Katie Holloway, 13 points. She was most recently on our convention show. Great conversation with her before we did have that uh, opportunity to participate. And then Allison Aldrich, who's out of Nebraska, had 12 points. So fun to see these athletes uh, in action, and boy, if you haven't, if you haven't played this, it'd be fun to. It's fun to go watch these ladies play for sure, and the guys' team as well. Uh, But if you have an opportunity ever to participate in sitting volleyball, I would love to do it. It, It's a blast. Just remember, like Jay Haasek learned,
4: watch your face, get your hands up at all times. (laughs) That's right. Basically, what you need to do: hands up.
0: Be prepared to defend yourself. Uh, Really, a, a fun game. And something, honestly, you could set up in your living room.
4: I mean, Don't you, tell your kids that. Uh,
0: yeah, well, you have to tell your kids. Just make sure you put the lamps away before you get going. Uh, but, yeah, it was. Uh, it's really a, a neat sport, a, a neat uh, version of volleyball, and uh, something that we will keep our eye on here. I'm sure we'll talk to some of the athletes from, from those teams again here in the future. Uh, Adult Nationals are going to be getting underway here in Louisville. That's uh, May 24th through the 29th, is what it claims here on their site, I will actually be there tomorrow. Nice. Take off tomorrow morning. Sure. I'll be hosting the Boys Banquet, which is the uh, big USA Volleyball Awards Banquet. Nice. Held every year at Nationals. I'll be co-hosting that with uh, Cecile Renaud. So, opportunity to connect with, uh, you know, people like Doug Beal and, uh, others from the national team programs, and uh, really, it, it's another one of the situations where so many volleyball people come together, and, and it's a great opportunity to see a lot of folks in one place. And I know many of our fans and many of the coaches and people out there will be making trips out there to participate themselves in the many age groups and uh, level groups that are available uh, for the tournaments. Really, really neat. Uh, I do have a national championship to my to my name, 1998, in Tucson. Nice. Got the hardware in the garage. Not sure where.
4: Next to the big Reed Pretty head you have in your garage, That's right. (laughs)
0: That's right. Uh, But it's a lot of fun. I know my brother's going to play uh, in one of the open divisions, the men's open division. Cool. And, uh, of course, lots of other people do. Geeter for years, would go and play in the open division with Team Paul Mitchell. Nice. Yeah, guys like Alan Knife, Tom Hoff. Those guys out there. Uh, team Dean Witter was around for a long time. That brought in Jason Ring and
4: Phil Etherton. Nice.
0: So national team athletes have uh, a, an okay history in that. Many times they're so busy that it's impossible to go play, but there is a, a reasonable history. We For the Tucson event, we all lived in Colorado Springs. We rented a motorhome. We jumped in a motorhome for the 14-and-a-half-hour ride. How many people? Uh, a bunch. I can't remember. Let me think about it. Lloyd Ball, myself, Jeff Nygaard, Jason Ring, Maybe Pat Sinclair, uh, a little wrestler that we brought along who had never played volleyball, who played libero on our team. A wrestler? A wrestler. How'd that work out? Mark, I can't remember his last name. Uh, we couldn't find him any smaller shorts, so he had shorts that looked like big pants. Nice. We put him in, in the back row. We left him in the front row once. I think we were killing somebody. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. <laughs> it was pretty funny. And I thought a good example of, 'Cause it's one thing that was frustrating me at the time and still frustrates me to this day.
4: Everybody thinks they can play volleyball.
0: Everyone thinks that they're pretty good. Yeah. And by the way, we ran a six two. Okay. Guys completely out of position. Yep. I think Greg Romano played middle for a while.
4: <laughs> Just because.
0: Just yeah. Because and we had a wrestler as our libero who we regularly put in.
4: <laughs> and we still clobbered everybody. Oh yeah. Because you're professionals. Yeah. That's the way it works. And All everybody else was like, no, we're good. And then, they no. were very frustrated. Like, oh, we should have won. No, well, you, you should. No,
0: actually, you should not have. We could play with four guys. You should not win. <laughs> if we're really any good, you should
4: not win. So. I love it, but I dominated my church league last year. Oh
2: man,
0: yeah, I was really good in my church league. We we did play a Texas team that featured at the time Riley Salman, mm-hmm. I believe. A couple other Texas guys thought they thought a lot of
4: themselves. Everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah,
0: and then we played Egypt, and there was an article in the local paper talking about the rivalry between T Town, that was us, uh-huh. for Tulsa. Yeah, which by the way, the national team will be there this year because we were coached by Peggy McCaw, is, McCaw's mother. Is
4: T Town what it's really known for? They, like, it's is called. that what they call
0: themselves? Yeah, T Town. Okay, I'd never heard of it. So we were T Town. Mm-hmm. It was an article about the rivalry between T Town and Egypt. Like we'd really taken Tulsa. To the next level. It had a rivalry with an entire country. I feel
4: like that goes back to like the Pharaohs and stuff. Like it's that's how long that has been going on.
0: Egypt brought their entire national <laughs> team, and we thumped <laughs> them twice. So, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, th- there's definitely some some good stuff going on at this event. It's going to be in Louisville this year, and if you haven't registered, it's too late. But you should you should register
2: for you should month.
0: be
4: there. But if you <laughs> no. haven't registered, sorry. I think it's too late.
0: So the, the schedule starting on the twenty sixth or twenty fourth of May. And it will run through the 29th. I haven't seen the dates here. But just to give you an idea of the breadth of this event, men's double B, women's double B, men's B, women's B. You know, they have men's and women's and everything. 40 and over, 50 and over, 60 and over, 70 and over. How about a 76 and over? And 76. 70, I don't know why you have 76. Why not 80? Is there? I guess there's a big difference between 70 and 75. It's like exponential aging. You have uh, women's premier volleyball league. What is that? Right, B.J. Evans. I'm gonna need some help on that one. Men's open. Of course, we'll have a women's open, but that's listed right there. Maybe the women's premier volleyball league is the uh, the open for women. But you'll see some of those semi pro teams that have been popping up all over the place. Great efforts from Steve down there in Florida. Special Olympics section. Then there's double A, single A, 45 and over, 55 and over, 65 and over, and 73 and over. And then some sitting. There's actually sitting going on. Nice twenty seventh and twenty eighth. So uh, I'd love to feel a sitting team just to go play in that tournament. Just we to should, see. We should do that next year. We should feel the, the sitting net team. The net live sitting team? Yeah. I it would can be play, awesome. Can I play middle? My knees would feel good. You're in, you can play middle. I'll play I'll play outside opposite. Maybe I outside. guarantee
4: I'm better than the wrestler. Uh
0: yeah. Yeah. I've seen your skills. Yeah. You're way better than the wrestler. Yeah. No. Wrestler at the time was dating Selima Davidson, now Selima Rockwell. I don't know um, her. University of Texas, former national team athlete, okay. state national champion, gotcha. now national championship coach. This past year, gotcha. I can't remember Mark's last name though. Little guy, five foot three, super super lightweight.
4: Most wrestlers are.
0: Yeah, until you get to the big guys. So uh, I'll be there. It'll be fun to be there for a little bit. Quick in and out trip. I'll be back here by Thursday. Wow. But uh, fun again to be in touch with the volleyball community. So lots of uh, lots of USA volleyball news. Good grief! Couldn't find the chat board. Yes, coach. Sorry, we we got it up a little bit late. All right. So B J Evans says the Premier Volleyball League is the highest division for women. Are we calling it that to try and promote the PVL? That would seem like a good idea. I imagine that would be there.
4: We can start calling it that.
0: Okay. So B J says there were two matches on Friday for the women's sitting team, but they weren't listed in the article. That uh, was under- it. A
4: friendly? Is that why? It was just a friendly. It there's wasn't friendly. Uh, <laughs> USA and Russia. Come on. It wasn't official. There's
0: nothing. There's nothing friendly at all. <laughs> About those too. What else we got going in the volleyball world? What about uh, what about beach? You know, is-
4: FIVB. They're all, all the players.
0: I think by the day are off to Argentina because we're trying to get
4: Jake Spiker right? Jake Spiker Gibb. Last week we, we had him for last break. week, and then you bailed no part. on the show. My fault. Yep. And then you had a birthday show, and I only listened to the opening to make sure you ran the correct opening, and then I stopped listening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no idea what you guys talked about. I don't know what we talked about either not a ton of birthday talk but we chatted I just long. assume
4: you were hammered the whole time cuz it was your birthday show I should have been I should have been no doubt um yeah that's all the players I've seen lately you know it's just international Argentina they're all I think they were all looking forward to being in Argentina and not in China
0: All right BJ's telling me she wrote one article about Friday then one about Saturday and Sunday so Oh yeah BJ, she's
4: on it you're not
0: how about that Well okay that's let's make that point yes accurate B.J. Evans, on top of it. Correct. Crushing it. Crushing it. Barnett, not so much. Not so much. He had other things
4: going on. Uh, whatever. We all make excuses.
0: See, here. well, here's my uh, – let's get into this now. Here's your excuse. I, I want to – no, I don't want an excuse. No, okay. I, I have a complaint. Oh, boy. And this doesn't deal with B.J. This deals more with the coaches and the previous regime. We actually hit Huma Cushing over the head with this one one time when he was on. Literally. Uh, yeah, because the women's national team had red-blue scrimmages okay. this past weekend. Yep. I want a report. I want stats. I want a report. And I want an archive
4: were they of in, the matches. Were they in Santa Monica this weekend? I know yes. they were close, and I was would have loved to have seen it. But
0: Yeah, I had other stuff going. I would love to have seen it also, but I was working on Saturday. had a birthday. My... Youngest son turned nine on Saturday. Oh, nice. So that was my whole day because I did CIF championships for Fox Sports. to so gotcha. talk a little bit about the high school level and stuff.
4: Yes, I was at the Dave Williams Memorial Service on Saturday, and then Sunday I rode a spin bike for an hour for cancer. Very good. So, And just in case anybody's wondering, my butt hurts today.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've got this other stuff going, but there were these these matches. There was one on Friday, May 17th, and I I want this stuff to be archived. And we hit Hugh McCutcheon over the head with – Why isn't this stuff archived and put up? And, yeah, I know BJ's going to get it done as quickly as possible. But
4: I told her it's your fault, not hers.
0: Yeah, but the archive is not her problem. The archive, when we talked to Hugh, was, Hugh, I don't want to give any advantages Uh, to, to the other teams by seeing us play. Okay, I understand. The other side of me says... If you so want if, to promote your team. If you want to promote this sport. If yeah. you want people to be fans and that's going to be my message at the boys banquet this this week. <laughs> this sport we they celebrating. Let you speak? They're going to let me speak. <laughs> we're celebrating great officiating. We're celebrating great players. We're celebrating people who have dedicated their lives to being great at this sport yeah. or helping to run events at the sport the the greatness of of building an event and growing an event from a participation side yeah. this sport has fantastic participation this sport has pitiful spectation there's not enough watching going on there's not enough appreciation for the national team athletes correct beach and indoor there, isn't enough, there aren't enough people who simply love to watch the sport. It's different than wanting to participate. And I want to challenge those in the sport to figure out how to make fans. Let's make some fans. You some, all are' it's a marketing thing.
4: You all are producing
0: excellence on the court, whether it be officiating, uh, setup, event management, players, whomever it is., yep. There are some fantastic people involved in that. Now we need to figure out how to build some fans. You need some people who
2: want to buy jerseys and stuff. Yeah.
4: Could they report, like, the scores and the fans? Not necessarily like, oh, so-and-so had, like, 86 kills. You know, like, if Hugh was concerned about – or if that's a concern, like, we don't want to give stats out, things like that. Couldn't you just report on, like, how the event went and the final scores? Well,
0: they're going to put out stats. Gotcha. Yeah. The thing is, Hugh didn't want it used as a scouting tool for how a certain woman hit. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like,
4: there's certain – like, couldn't you get around that but still report on – the matches.
0: Oh, no, there'll be a match report. I'm talking about video.
4: Oh. I'm like, with I want an with
0: archived, you. I'm with you. You know, match. Gotcha, I want to gotcha, be able gotcha. to watch the thing.
4: Yeah, because on Saturday afternoon, I'm usually outside playing volleyball. I don't want to go inside to watch volleyball.
0: Yeah, and unless you're right in Santa Monica. I mean, we at least have the option, right? If we weren't busy, we could go to that event. People outside of there have have no option for that. Correct. Any place the United States women are going to play, they have saying. no option for that. Nobody if here. the men hold a red-blue scrimmage... Before World League, right? If you're in Tulsa or Wichita or Reno, you're going to get a chance to see these guys play.
4: Are we going to Reno? Are we going to Reno? Yeah. Are you coming to Reno? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I'm asking. Like, I think I should go. Well, we could do. We can talk about doing it about yeah. for Reno. Yeah. That'd it. be fun.
0: Um, but if you're in those places, you get a chance to see them play. Yeah. Even if you live in LA, unless you're flying to Reno. Yeah. You're not getting a chance to see them play. Correct. Right. But but if you're if, if they hold a red-blue scrimmage, if you're anywhere but here in Los Angeles or Orange County or in most cases like Northern San Diego, which is where these guys go play, I don't know, yeah. You know, but you don't get a chance to see this. You don't have the option even to see this. Correct. Let's get it up on the internet. I mean, what? There's plenty of video on these players in their professional leagues in previous national team matches. What are you hiding? What are you really gaining versus? the opportunity to expose your athletes again, because there are so tiny a number of opportunities to expose your athletes. Yeah. For people, how are you going to make fans if they can't ever see the thing?
4: Well, especially for our sport, too. Like, Obviously, the Clippers aren't posting footage of their inner squad scrimmage, but there's tons of footage of them playing all the time. There's not tons of footage of the national teams playing that I can go find.
0: There's 82 games that are broadcast, at least regionally, And most likely nationally and are available online, right? 82 games, regular season games. And then they got what? Five more, Jeremy, something like that. (laughs) I don't want to talk about it, but for these guys, look, they only play in the States six times. Really? They play six times in World League. Other than that, you're playing overseas and that at least will be on TV. World League will be on TV. I'll be doing it with Paul Sunderland unless Geeter steps in again.
4: Yes, just totally. I don't understand what Coach Hula is saying on the message board. We have enough trouble getting coverage and support, so let's tick off the people who do support and cover our sport by ranting on them. Good plan.
0: I'm not ranting on the people who are covering our sport. I'm ranting on the people who control the video. And what I'm telling you is Hugh McCutcheon told us that he did not want it broadcast. He did not want that that video put out there uh, no, no. BK, i know it's false where geter was going to replace me that was the idea Geeter was going to replace me uh no I, i'm i'm reigning on the coaches not putting it out there not making it available that's what hugh told us is he didn't want it made available and my point is i think that if you're going to build fans you you have to have more opportunities for them to actually watch the athletes than are available today. You cannot get invested in in a Logan Tom if you never see her play. It's just not going to get it done in the media environment today. It can't be a magazine article gets people fired up about Logan Tom. You've got to be able to watch
4: her. The sport of volleyball has to do more than they can't do their marketing around the same stuff that NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball does because it's different. You have to do things outside the box and do more to get those fans than anybody else would be doing. Right.
0: And I don't have all the answers. No, of course not. You know, When I was younger, I had all the answers. Well,
4: obviously. <laughs> but, um,
0: I, I don't have all the answers to, to what it is. But certainly, one more opportunity if you live back east in Boston to watch the women's national team because you can put it on your computer, stream it onto your Apple TV, onto your 50 inches of high definition glory, (laughs) that would be another reason to be a fan. But you can read a match report and look at some stats. Much harder to be a fan off of that than to be able to actually watch the match itself. And I don't think there's no secrets. There's no secrets in today's game. It's not like you can't get online and find uh, the five matches that, they just played in Russia. Yeah. You know, it, you can find these things. They're out there. It's available. So you, I don't think you're saving much. And, uh, but, you know, I'm sure coaches disagree. Coaches are paid to coach, of not course. paid to promote.
4: And that's so, not their responsibility.
0: But that's kind of neither here nor there.
4: Uh,
0: put it up. Post it. I want to see it.
4: I would love to have gone on. It was Saturday, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is that on Friday? No, it's Friday. Seventeenth. It was on Friday. Gotcha. Friday traffic to Santa Monica. I mean, I would love to see how's Courtney Thompson playing right now. How's Tom Miyashiro playing right now? Kristen Dozer, Lauren Gibbemeyer. You know, I want to see Cassidy Lickman. Haven't seen her since college. Wonder how she's doing. Reagan Hood. You know, some of these names I don't know. I would love to see some of these women play. Julianne Fawcett. I would love to see her sing.
4: And I assume Karch was there, so we'd love to see how he's interacting with the players.
0: Yep, I'd love to watch that. I'd love to see all that on video. All of it. But no, not there.
4: And they're going where next? They're in Santa Monica. I remember reading it. Then they're, they're back,
0: back down south again. Gotcha. By the way, Julianne Fawcett.
4: Yep.
1: Check this out. This is her. Good for her.
4: Recent? It's on iTunes. Just put up. What I Need is the name of the single?
2: Yeah.
4: Recorded in Italy. Nice. So this is what you do when you have the computer in front of you. <laughs> nice.
0: Nice, huh? Yeah. I like that. And then she also she sang Girl on Fire during the uh, the women's... All Star match in Italy. Yeah. Came out and sang a little bit of that. That was fun. Was uh, awesome. A little YouTube video of that. So Juliana Fossett, way to go. Showing some more uh, some more talent outside of just volleyball. It's awesome stuff.
4: Speaking of singing it has nothing to do with volleyball, but it was on ESPN's thirty for thirty. Yeah. With uh remember that girl, I think she was in Canada, was singing a national anthem and just like absolutely choked up in the middle of it and the coach walked over to her and Maurice his, Cheek. Yeah, put his arm around her. They did a little thirty for thirty on that and um he was a player when Carl Lewis sang the national anthem and absolutely butchered it. And he was also – there was another one where he um, was a player as well where somebody else butchered it as uh-huh. well. And it was just the coincidence that he happened to be the coach when that girl did it. And he went over and put his arm around her. And she's still to this day – like they interviewed her and you could tell like she was still shaken up by it, uh-huh. probably embarrassed. But – you could see the look of relief and joy on her face that he came over and helped her out and she wasn't just standing on an island with 30,000 people staring at her. Carl Lewis
0: apparently didn't see the movie. <laughs> it was so awful. It is so the awful. Bulls game last night is any indication. As a public service, we present now only excerpts. <laughs> Charlie Steiner.
1: All right, are we all ready?
0: Ran into Carl Lewis at the games this year, by the way. Introduced did you, myself. Did you ask him about this?
4: Whose idea was this? You have to get tape on him to see if he can do it. So far, so good.
2: Sounds good. Um, Yeah,
4: you're out. And then he tried to like, no, 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 let me do it over again.
0: Oh, Carl. That's tough.
2: Sorry, Charlie. <laughs> Charlie trying to contain himself. Uh, oh my God,
0: and by the way, that was a game between the Nets and the Bulls, Michael Jordan
4: there for that one. Uh, wow, well, you know
0: the other one is Roseanne
4: Barr, that one's pretty bad um it's a hard it is a difficult song to sing.
0: I would never it take changes it on.
4: keys and pitches like throughout the whole I mean it's unbelievably difficult song to actually sing,
0: oh, I see I never would have thought of that, yep. Uh, Just
4: because you can sing doesn't mean you can sing that song.
0: I can't sing, so there's no way I could sing this song. And definitely no way Roseanne Barr could sing. This is her at Jack Murphy Stadium.
2: Right now?
4: I'll
2: say, can you sing for the Like, why would
4: you allow her to do it?
0: I mean, give it some effort, Roseanne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's terrible. She's not even trying. Oh, yeah, Carl Lewis, unbelievably bad. But Julianne Fawcett, let's get her out there. She'd be awesome.
4: Do we have our caller yet? I don't even know. Am I in charge today? Yeah, you have the computer. You're looking at YouTube videos, and our caller's probably waiting on hold. Eh, yeah, we have our caller. I was busy. <laughs> All right, you want to do the intro on this one? Have you done, ever done an intro? Nope, not my style. I do everything else here, Kevin, but I can't do intros. All right, well, I will do... The intro. Hold on here just a moment. Mm -hmm. Do some research on her because she deserves it, Kevin.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. Our next guest describes herself as a self-motivated 16-year-old that has a goal and hopes to achieve it. She has set up the Set It Forward Foundation, an opportunity for you to donate and contribute uh, to a worthwhile cause. And her goal, set out now, the ultimate goal is to travel to a community that needs help, it's to set up a volleyball court for them, supply them with volleyballs, and hold a camp for kids to grow this game. She is currently trying to raise $6,000 for this effort. You can help her do it at setitforward.com. That is what you want to go to, setitforward.com. Please welcome to the Net Live, Sarah Butler. Hi. We don't have any applause You have on a computer. Yeah, I don't not, have the applause. Hi, sorry, Sarah. Sarah. Sarah, normally Hi. we have a pause for our guests, so don't feel disadvantaged. It's a technical issue that we have here that sometimes happens. So, Sarah, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself, your own involvement in the game, and how you came up with the idea of set it forward.
3: Yeah, well, I'm a avid volleyball player myself, and I play for a volleyball club in Surrey. And I just really wanted to like start make a difference myself and. I've always had, like, a drive to make a change, and I thought, like, I love to play volleyball, so why not start a charity that I can bring volleyball to communities in need?
0: All right. Tell us about where Surrey is.
3: Um, It's just outside of Vancouver.
0: Outside of BC. Okay. So how about the volleyball community there? You guys have a pretty big indoor community. I know Canada has quite good national teams, like the United States.
3: Yeah, we there's quite a bit of clubs in the Lower Mainland, yeah, and all right. they're all really good. Like, the Ducks are, like, national champions. They come from Coquitlam, and then I play for Infinity Volleyball Club, which is based out of Surrey, and there's, like, lots of volleyball to be had at B.C.,
0: so your idea here is to raise money to provide volleyball equipment to folks that can't otherwise afford it, places like Central America or in Africa. Um, what, what precipitated this idea? Why, what do you think people will gain through the sport of volleyball?
3: Um, well, volleyball is like a really fun and easy-to-learn sport, and since it's a team sport, it provides children with opportunities to like, make social connections, gain leadership skills, and like learn how to work together, which is some skills that I've learned playing volleyball. So I think that just teaching those kids a sport that they can learn those things would just be awesome.
0: Have you been able to get in touch with folks in areas where volleyball is, is not that popular or areas where you think volleyball should be uh, promoted? Are there areas you're already targeting now? I know you just started $600 out of your $6,000, so you're part of
1: the way there.
3: Yeah, I'm part of the way there. Right now, I'm looking towards going to Ghana, a community in Ghana. Yeah. And so I'm just trying to finalize that. And then in the future, after this, my first trip, I hope to go to like Peru or Guatemala, some places in Central America as well. All right.
0: when you came up with this idea and you started to try and construct it, what what were the first couple of things you had to put together and who did you turn to for a little bit of help?
3: Well, I had to like start my website and I had to come up with ideas of how am I going to like get my goal and receive all this money. And, um, I'm like, my mom helped me out a lot and so has my volleyball club and yeah. And then I, just thinking about all the things that I have to do and my goals and yeah.
0: What has surprised you most about the process of trying to set this up? Cause it's one thing to go with a cool idea. It's another thing to actually try and put it in the real world.
3: Yeah. Just like after you get like the basis of your charity and you're actually starting it, just like seeing everyone who's like kind of gravitized towards it is really like cool to see. And See, like your charity actually evolve and getting donations from like people that like you don't even know is just like, and that they appreciate what you're trying to do and stuff is really cool.
0: How have you gone about promoting this? I know you have the website. Uh, I see it here, setitforward.com. You have lots of information on kind of the goal, how to donate, why volleyball. You have a blog going on there, so there's definitely information there. But what other things are you using to try and promote? this uh, this effort?
3: Yeah, um, I am, have a Facebook page and also a Twitter page. So my Twitter is just at Set It Forward, and then my Facebook page is just called Set It Forward. So I've had those social media connections, things, and also like volleyball stuff. A store in Canada has also helped me promote it. My volleyball club has helped me promote it. So I have like posters around my local community promoting it. And, yeah.
0: Oh, this is a, this is a great idea. I really like this idea. It seems to be very popular with companies like Tom's. I know you have uh, some Tom's information here on the Tom's blog, on your own blog. Yeah. Was that one of the things that inspired you, was the opportunity to, uh, to give in that way?
3: Yeah, because, like, their one-for-one shoes, like, inspired me. I was like, oh, that would be a great idea, like one-for-one volleyball sort of. And just to see how, like, he started something that came into this big thing and, like, he's able to, like, travel all over the place, it just, like, made me think of how, if I could do it. Like, if he could do it, like, I could do it. And just, like, the whole concept of Tom's is just, like, made me want to, like, contact them and let them know what I have done and that they have also inspired me to start something that matters.
2: Have
0: you received any response from them?
3: Um, yeah. They have had the blog on the website and they just, like, were asking me questions about my thing. Just basically the blog that's okay, on their one, Tumblr page.
0: It's one thing to play. It's another thing to try and coach. I know you coached an eighth grade girls team this past year. How how did that change yeah. your view uh, of the sport or maybe your view of your own coaches?
3: Um. Well, like, coaching is way different than being a player, because you get to see, like, how much the kids evolve, and also, like, how much they appreciate your help, and, like, you trying to, like, coach them, and their different, like, all, like, the different, like, personalities and the different ways people learn, and just, like, seeing the team get better is just, like, it was awesome, and from my coach as well, like, all of his help, I appreciate it a lot, and just makes you think how much people in the community in need will appreciate it.
0: Well, very good, Sarah. We sure appreciate what you're trying to do for the sport here. If you want to contribute, it's setitforward.com, and then you can click on the Donate button there at the top. That's Sarah Butler's website, and she's planning her first trip. And is that going to be Ghana? Yep. Ghana's the first trip in 2014?
3: Yeah, looks Ghana like will be my. Yeah, Ghana will be my first trip. I'm hoping to go there in March of 2014 is when the trip is and ta- yeah just
0: you or are you taking mom along who's going to go with for support here
3: you have to build a team right um, yeah so i have a couple of my friends from school going to go and a couple of people from my volleyball team are going and my mom i don't think is going to come with me this trip but for sure the next trip
0: all right very good well sarah butler congratulations on your efforts so far Good luck getting your goal of $6,000. You're on your way, and we'll keep tabs on you and have you on here again after you go to Ghana. We would love to hear yeah. about how it works out.
3: Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me, and like, just the most help I can get is the best. So I'm close to my goal, and I hope to get there.
0: Okay. Sarah Butler, thanks very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Set it forward, Jeremy. I like it. Yeah.
4: Uh, we'll help promote it. We, I just put the link up on our Facebook page and we'll talk about it. I think it's a great fantastic idea. How about that? Set a great it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, I mean this is one of those things that she mentioned Tom's and, and Tom's is one of those ideas that, that when it was done you went, Oh, what a cool
4: idea. Well and I think that's where Dustin saw um she mentioned that her blog was put on their blog. Right. I believe that's where he came across it, and that's where he brought it to my attention. Well, Dustin can wear Toms. I mean, they, they that's make, true. They,
0: they make Toms in size nine or whatever it is that he wears. It's no problem. <laughs> it, I, I don't think Toms come in
4: fifteen. <laughs> they don't come in ski. At least, yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly. Excuse me. Do you have this in ski? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just clicking on their site now to try. But and find
4: she's out. sixteen, I believe, Sarah Butler. She is. Sixteen years old. At sixteen years old, I never would have thought to do anything like what she's doing.
0: I oh, do. Yeah, I could barely put one foot in front of the other. Yeah, we go to a fourteen with Tom's. So I don't think that's cutting it. You're close, Tom. I Thanks. can't.
4: I don't think Tom's would be a good look on you, anyways. Just, I'm not that stylish.
0: <laughs> gotta figure out a way to get, get away from athletic shoes. That's what I gotta try and figure out a way to do.
4: Dustin chimed in. He says it wears a 12.
0: Well, he's got meetings, but he's not too busy to yeah, listen. Yeah. Huh? Can't make it
4: to the show, but I can listen.
0: He's got to defend himself. i can got yep. to listen just in case. I'm going to
4: pretend I'm at a meeting. I won't say anything. But when they made fun of my foot size, I had to speak up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, hey, you get a chance. Click on to setitforward.com and support Sarah Butler's cause. Uh, we would love to see her go to Ghana and have an opportunity to uh, put her idea to the test.
4: And she was a little nervous about the interview, but I, th- I think she handled it pretty well.
0: No, she did a great job. Yeah. No, I mean, you're just talking about when you're 16, you wouldn't have this idea. What? What? 16? Put me
4: on a radio interview? First of all, at 16, there were only a few things I was thinking about, and charity was not one of them. <laughs> no, I'm let you know <laughs> None that right of it was now. ready for prime None time radio. Of, correct. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not at all. Careful, don't run afoul of uh, the the censors here at the Net Live. you would be in trouble, Jeremy.
4: I, I don't know. I have never said one thing incorrect on the show. You have dropped the F bomb.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Wasn't it your guest that broke the seal on swearing on the net line? Yes, but everybody? that's a guest,
4: so I can't. How is that my responsibility? You're, and kind of,
0: asked, you're kind of responsible for his behavior. Before he said anything, he asked, "Can I like,
4: can I say whatever I want?" You gave him the green light, and he just started dropping f bombs, which was perfect because it fit the story.
0: When people say they can say whatever they want, generally we're talking about ideas, not just. You the knew
4: what he was going to tell a story about being in a hockey player's locker room. You knew that wasn't going to be PG.
0: I've never, well, I have been a hockey players' locker
4: room. It's the smelliest
0: place on earth. But I've never been there when the hockey players were there. I can only imagine how it would smell at that point. Can't be good. No, it can't be good. It's got to be a little rough, too. It's a rough sport.
4: I believe. You dropped the F-bomb twice in one, like, in like a ten-second span one time? I might have. I don't think I've ever cursed on the show.
0: Hmm. Good for you.
4: Said I had great thighs.
2: <sighs>
0: good for you. <laughs> Coach Hullis, she's 16 and just called the eighth graders kids? Yes, sir. Yeah, well, at that age, the uh, it goes.
4: I drove by a high school the other day on my way home, and like I don't remember being that small. They, they look small.
0: Y- you know they do, and what's funny is I remember going back to my junior
4: high after I was in high school and looking at the lockers.
0: Like, how did I get anything in this? <laughs> these are these are tiny.
4: That geeter might be calling in, so keep looking at the. Uh, I don't even call know who in. that is. Does he have a what kind of number does he? I have? think it's a. Uh, it's. He probably has somebody calling in for him, so it's probably from an 800 number. Ah,
0: secretary calling in. I haven't spoken to McGee in a long time, but we've got a lot of issues to go through with him, that's for sure. <laughs> I did have a chance to work with Sinjin Smith Sinjin. this past week. worked with him on the uh, Ford CIF Southern Section Championships. Mm-hmm. I was down there doing uh, Division 4, 3, and 2. I then had to escape to Ferrell's in Orange County in Mission Viejo for my son's ninth birthday celebration. Instead of doing Division I. Uh, but a lot of fun to see the high school kids play. And, uh, you know, it, it's funny because I see so much international volleyball. Mm-hmm. I see so much high-level college volleyball. Then you go back and you watch high school kids. And they're just a little off. It's it's the second contact that is the problem. These kids can dig the ball.
4: It's the passing or the setting.
0: It's the setting. Gotcha. It's the set, it, And not necessarily the setters, but it's as soon as the setter doesn't handle the ball – Man, it's all over the place. (laughs) And the kids are approaching under it, behind it, and around it, and not getting their feet to it. But I I think overall, I thought the level was great. Uh, A lot of fun to watch. Jake Arnitz is a name you're going to want to remember for a while. Jake Arnitz plays for Esperanza High School, just a junior. UCLA commit. Already? Nice. Yeah, Brad Keller down there watching him play. Nice. Assistant coach. And uh, this kid is the real deal. Six foot seven. Pretty long, pretty strong already, and uh, and and he
4: could have a future if he keeps progressing. Six, seven, and the basketball coaches didn't try to wrap him up. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes. No, I, miss, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm impressed.
0: Sometimes I miss one, but uh, but yeah, he's uh, he's doing well. Chase Budinger, another great juniors player. Yeah, went play basketball, but uh, Jake had a, a a great tournament. Had 40 kills in one match. Had 26 in another. I don't know how many he had. On Saturday, we don't have live stats or anything rolling on those. But
4: uh, is that BJ's fault?
0: I would have run out of paper. Thanks, <laughs> hey,
2: BJ. Yeah,
0: jeez. I would have run out of paper putting hash marks next to them after about the second half of set number two because they lost the first set, won the next three, I believe. I'd go back and look at my mm-hmm. my stats. I'm I, my notes. I could. It's funny because somebody was asking me later who won, and I said, "Jeez, I don't even remember." Because you you have to shove all this information in. Because there's almost nothing on the internet. Yeah. So I got to go talk to the coaches before. One team didn't even have a roster for them.
4: How's that possible?
0: Nowhere on the internet was there a roster. Nowhere. Another team, actually Esperanza, stopped updating their site about halfway through the year. They had parent fatigue or something. (laughs) So they only had the scores through, like, I don't know, (laughs) beginning of April or something. So so I got to go there and I got to talk to the coaches quick and kind of craft a story. And then we got to figure out how, you know, it's very compressed. So i got to shove all the information in, blurt it all out.
4: Did you make stuff up?
0: No, I I would have. No, no, I mean, but.
4: You don't give me any information? I'll just make it up.
0: Yeah. This team, they've lost 14 straight. (laughs) They still are here in the (laughs) final. But I I then have to shove it all out, and and then more information in, and then again, and then again. So I don't even remember at, at times who won or what the heck happened in front of me. And if I had my book right here. You could tell me. I would I would share it with you. But How, I don't. How was working with Sinjin? It's easy, man. Sinjin's just he's just cruising. And he's got an opinion. That's I, I like that out of analysts. Well that's you what he should be doing,
4: correct? Well, right. That's why you but, want him there.
0: but I think so many times you have analysts who are afraid to take a position. Mm. And many times it's the player who just quit or or retired or gotcha. player who just left or or whatever in a lot of professional sports, not just volleyball. And the analyst he's still afraid of stepping on some toes. Yeah. And, I mean, there, there's a, a big difference between analyzing what's happening, saying what's happening, and being honest about what should have happened gotcha. or what could have happened, and beating somebody up. You don't
2: you don't yeah. want to beat somebody up, but Correct.
0: at the same time, the truth is the truth. If you should have made that play. You should have made that play, and I don't want to hear about it later. Yeah, That's your responsibility. You either passed the ball well or you didn't. We got it on video. Yeah. Or in the so Red No, I Blue... passed that
4: ball great. You know, I, I've seen it, and I have it on replay.
0: If it was in the Red Blue scrimmage, we might not have it on video. <laughs> but otherwise, we probably have something. Uh, so I, I like it when, when people have an opinion. I thought that uh, another person who was great was Al Skates this year. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, I, I think Al... He's, he himself said, I'm still trying to work at this TV thing to understand when to be in, when to be out, of the flow of it all. And, and you get better at that. But I I love the fact that he has an opinion. And somebody makes a mistake. He goes, I should have made that play. Perfect. made that play 100 times in practice. Make that play. You know, that kind of
4: stuff. So I like that. And you can't beat the high school kids up too much. They're high school kids. And they're still learning. A, they're still growing. B, they're still learning the sport. Yeah. Hopefully that they have decent coaches that are still teaching it to them.
0: Yeah, no, and I was impressed with the level. I thought it was fun. Uh, Guys playing some good defense, flying around. At times it devolves into like free ball, free ball, free ball. Yeah. Uh,
4: Now, when you go from international pro level to then like even college level to high school, like you have to, I don't know if expectations are the correct word, but like bring it down a little bit because you're used to seeing such a high level and going into it, you know, for TV or radio and then trying to talk about it. But not like crush the kids because you are like, oh well, Reed Pretty would have absolutely buried that ball. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you want to accentuate the positive. The yeah. lower the level you go, yeah. Uh, some of the college coaches were getting on my case this year. Were they? Yeah, because you were kind of getting after them a little bit. <laughs> well, I, I watch with a critical eye, man. That's that's my deal. And even and from the play by play position, I try not to have have me set the narrative because I, I view it as look, I am the host. Yeah, I am the who and the what. You're the how and the why. Yeah. And and even though, and that's one of the problems I have in in, in supercross. I have an easier Drink. Op- yeah. I have an easier time asking questions because I don't know the answer.
4: But in oh, volleyball, gotcha.
0: I don't always think sometimes to go well. Let's ask why that was. Because you're like I know
4: why. Well,
0: yeah. <laughs> Not you know Mr. Know It All, but huh. I've seen some volleyball. So. <laughs> So I, I try and work hard to stay in that role mm-hmm. and try and let the analyst set. So I, I, I'll set the storyline. I'll let them fill it in. Yeah. So it's kind of like I, I need to provide the outline and let them fill in the choose your own adventure part of it. Gotcha. Um, and dictated by the match. Yeah. So I, I, I try and do that. So even with Sinjin, I'm asking him stuff and, you know, and and it's funny because I worked with St. and I work with Paul Westfall, a guy who does a lot of prep stuff around
4: here. Not Paul Westfall. Not the, the basketball, basketball coach. Guy.
0: But, um I, I try and stay in my box, but both of them are like, well, you know, you've seen this. I'm like,
4: because they know that you've, yeah,
0: yeah, but that's not, you know, how it's going to go necessarily. Yeah, you know? uh, but it was fun. a very easy guy to work with. Nice, flip right in, and, dude. He knows, he knows the sport front and back, obviously. Yeah, and uh, his son was playing in the Division One final. So oh, nice. I wish I'd been doing it just to just to be there for that part. Nice, that would have been fun. Uh, but I'm sure he and Paul Westfall did a great job and.
4: So I, you're I just haven't looked at it. Crushing his son every time he made a mistake. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would have got that.
0: I want to look and, and see if uh if Loyola won here. Let's see what happened because uh Loyola High School was involved in it. Oh no. The no. Huntington Beach Oilers won, captured their first CIF Boys Division One volleyball championship. They won in five, 15-10 in the
4: fifth. Interesting.
0: Holy cow. First title. Uh, Let's see. First title since 93-94 under Rocky Chiarelli. Nice. Tony's father. Yeah. So, uh, very good. Congratulations to the Huntington Beach Oilers.
4: Huntington Beach Oilers.
0: Yeah. A little nod to the history. Wasn't always just uh, million-dollar homes and surfing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Used to be a lot of oil, probably like Long Beach. So congratulations to them. Defeated Loyola. And you know, they knocked off in the semifinals, they knocked off top ranked Miracosta who had a twenty match win streak and oh. was thirty-two and two on the year. That had to be a little disappointing. Pretty remarkable. Pretty remarkable. Uh Tracy Stahls, <clears throat> former national team athlete, chimed in here with uh USAV with Love. Similar missions, possible exchange. Stuff, uh, information for Sarah. On our uh, Facebook page. On our Facebook page. That's right, under the Set It Forward link that uh, you put up there. So, Sarah Butler, you have some friends uh, with USA Bible. See what you can do.
4: Nice. I'll maybe email uh, too maybe that
0: B.J. Evans can pass along the word there when she's done writing the match report <laughs> so we can read it. So you can stop yelling at her. <laughs> I have
4: a feeling on Mondays, B.J. tunes in and she's like, Ugh, what's Kevin going to say today that's going to upset me? <laughs> And thank God Jeremy's on the radio show with him so I have somebody to listen to. Exactly. Even though I'm not doing the music today. Sorry everybody.
0: I like that Matt Garhoff put it here on Huntington Beach One even before I looked it up. <laughs>
4: he was probably there. Yeah.
0: Matt Gardoff doing some excellent work for us. You'll see it not in this next issue of the Volleyball Magazine, but in the
4: following issue of Volleyball Magazine.
0: What does that mean? Well he's he's putting together a new ad for us.
4: And is my name finally gonna be on it? No. No, no pictures of you either. No pictures of me. <laughs> my
2: name.
4: I think Dan Madden's still on there. Geeter's still on there. I changed that
0: picture this past week, so we we well, moved that and we're definitely Geeter is not appearing until he reappears at least
4: three times. Well, have you checked the board? Has he called
0: in yet? uh, he is not there. No he's out. yeah, I don't know the board here is not behaving necessarily though i don't I don't see him. awesome unless he's calling seven seven eight, but that's not him
4: no. He didn't respond to my last text, so he's probably in the rough. He's leaguing me. Yeah. He say "Oh, he's not down there yet. He's driving down," is what he was saying. Oh, so he's not even on the course yet. No.
0: All right. I'll we'll take a short break.
4: Sweet. Come right back.
0: I'm gonna play a little goldfish.
4: I don't know what that means. You don't but know goldfish. I just want everybody to know that it's not me playing the music. I right?
0: want to download uh, Julianne Fawcett's song.
4: We play some of that. Go ahead.
0: Maybe we got to go back to. Uh,
4: that's
0: that's actually the second volleyball talent we've had Jane Collymore
4: that's right Jane Collymore I have her music on my computer
0: from you Jane doing quite well good Uh, I keep seeing posts about her opening for different bands and participating with dude names you know awesome so good for her maybe uh, Julianne and Jane could uh, hold uh, the most awesome USA volleyball concert ever we could
4: have an American Idol final with the two of them on the show that would be sick better set up some better equipment in here. <laughs> yeah. All
0: right, little goldfish for your enjoyment. That
4: we'll be means. right back.
3: Looking under my shoulder, looking over
2: a boulder. There was something I told her about you. We're barefoot and bacon What was that you were making There could be no mistaking. love The point of exposure You kept all your composure Locked up in an enclosure How All your friends on the dance floor Don't you do move that will out you Jackie Chan even knows more Kung Fu And now I... Day glow. Well, that's one hot potato, nearly slipped on a halo tattoo. It was just like a drive by she was sipping a Mai Tai. I'm not much of a white guy, are you? Is the seat not yet taken? In the morning you're waking. Do you like eggs and bacon? I do ahead now Put those claws away I'm just trying to learn How to get you And now
4: Welcome back to the Net Live here. was oh, that your own little Magazine? DJ remix at the end there, Kevin? Or is that how the song really
0: ends? No, I I can't do that sort mm-hmm, of thing, mm-hmm, Jeremy. Mm-hmm, come on.
4: Mm-hmm. My talents don't lie there. I'm just a uh, talker.
0: Talker.
4: Uh, um, I do have some domestic beach news. I, think, I guess it could be international. But uh, Jenny Cropp and Whitney Pavlik are no longer partners.
0: Yeah, I saw that. And I think I think some of us saw that coming. Uh, yeah, I'm a little, still a little surprised, though. I think it's the international game because one wants to play internationally, the other does not. We asked, I, I don't remember if I asked on the show or asked her in person before one of our beach events, asked, how's that going to work? And so I wonder if it's related to that.
4: Did you do something weird? Because people say they lost audio. Lost audio? Yep.
0: Where'd the audio go?
4: I don't know. I don't know what you did.
0: Isn't this us right here?
4: Yeah. That's we, this message board. Aren't
0: we up? I don't know. I don't know how we lost audio. Oh, we can keep talking. We're still connected. Don't know what to say. Guys, we're here.
4: People are saying no. Hello. (laughs) Can you hear me now?
0: I have the intro playing.
4: What? What did you do?
0: No, that's not playing. I'm not playing it right now. God, I hate when stuff like this goes wrong. I'm blaming
4: you on the message board. (laughs)
0: I've got a new caller, 615, in here. but it's uh, Somebody
4: else is saying they didn't lose – who was saying he
0: didn't lose uh, audio? Oh, well, I, I don't know. We're okay, people. I can't be responsible for everyone.
4: i have to go to the podcast, to I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I can't be – well, you should be, Kevin. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, hey, let's bring in our next guest. Uh, as part of Coach's Corner, did you uh, send me that audio? I did. Where is it? Email? Nope. It's in the Dropbox, like you asked. I see. I just got to doing other things. Hang on one moment.
4: Oh, well, you'll get Coach's Corner music, but you won't give Sarah intro music. Let's see how it is. Oh, Cause she's 16. I, so got, you're trying to say. I
0: got stuff.
4: <laughs> what are you gonna
0: do? Yeah. To it there it
4: is. What's that? Yeah, it's not the instrumental. Oh. It's supposed. To, it was supposed to be the instrumental. <laughs> hope, this the, hope this is the clean version.
0: That <laughs> won't matter anyway. It's the Dr. Gervais version. Okay and in association with the American Volleyball Coaches Association, because we'd love to be in association with associations. We have the Coaches Corner, an opportunity for you to hear about what it takes to run a program in the modern-day volleyball landscape. Today we welcome back an old friend who has a new relevant thing happening, Brandon Rosenthal of Lipscomb University, who just took his team down to Brazil. What don't you like about that? I love the intro. You
4: said he has something, yeah, that said. something basically, relevant to say. Now you can come on the show. Yeah. That's basically what you said in the intro.
2: So, Never
1: mind all those other times that you call. You're relevant now, so <laughs> go ahead and call. Hey, I Sorry. said you're
2: relevant, not
0: your relevant. So relax there, buddy. That was awesome.
1: All right. So I'm Brandon Rose,
0: you're back off of, what was it, nine days? Down Eleven there? days. Eleven days down in Rio in Brazil. Uh, once every four years, you have the opportunity to take your team abroad. And I know for you, this trip was more than just volleyball. For a lot of teams, it's just about going and playing matches, having the match experience, and also the experience of traveling and being in a foreign country. But there's a little more to it for your university and this past trip.
1: Yeah, you know, it was a neat opportunity, uh. uh <clears throat> Our university's big on uh, doing some mission work, and uh yearly uh the university sends approximately fifty five different teams worldwide uh and uh, to do some mission work and uh we really incorporated uh that w- with our trip and got a couple different opportunities to work with different schools and work with kids uh kids that really just don't have a whole lot and uh we also did a project where we uh uh, painted a school helped paint a school uh it just you know it it was amazing just to see kind of what our girls went through and, and uh you know just kind of giving back and uh what they learned from that What was the atmosphere like as you guys got ready going to the airport?
0: What was the the energy like?
1: (laughs) You know, this is my first mission trip, so I really didn't know what to expect. And and a lot of the girls, you know, more than half the girls had never been out of the country. So you can imagine they were just, you know, the only only kind of description I could come up with is, uh, you know, in Talladega nights, all hopped up on Mountain Dew, you know. I mean, these girls were just... (laughs) (laughs) literally bouncing off the walls. It was, it was fun, you know, for a lot of them, this was obviously the longest flight trip they'll ever take or have taken. So, uh, you know, there was all kinds of apprehensions and, but uh, they did fantastic. And, you know, the the spirit that they, you know, had throughout the trip was, was amazing. And I think it was a, a really kind of a special part for me as a coach and, you know, that, kind of leader figured is to see was uh how they stepped up
0: so you guys get there into brazil you fly into the airport and now the energy has to come right back because now they're seeing all the things that are different and opportunities to eat different foods Uh, were the girls pretty adventurous when it came to
1: exploring uh, the differences there in brazil they were, and we talked a lot about that. Uh, you know, they they kind of took on the YOLO, kind of you only live once kind of motto or mantra. And, and you know, <clears throat> the food was kind of one of those things where they realized they were going to be challenged with. And uh, one of the days we, we were being hosted for a barbecue, and they had, you know, typical Brazilian steakhouse kind of barbecue type of deal. They had yeah. chicken hearts. And, I mean obviously that's not something any of our girls are really really gung ho about but you know what each and every one of them tried it uh just to see their faces was pretty funny uh but yeah i mean uh, there was a lot of different instances throughout the week uh about you know embracing the differences and uh you know i was pretty proud of the team as far as just you know making that happen you know throughout
0: Hold on. You come from a region of the country where they have two different brands of pickled pig's feet there at the wind dixie
1: <laughs> What's the big deal with chicken hearts? I don't know, man. I don't know. But they uh, that was definitely one of the ones that uh, uh, caused them to pause a little bit, for sure. I'm eating hearts before I'm eating hooves, dude. I can't uh, I'm not sure many of our girls have had the hooves either (laughs) All right, so you
0: guys sit down there and you did have some volleyball schedule I know you were kind of working hard to get some matches scheduled and you showed me a picture of a scene that honestly Brandon is not unfamiliar to me even at the national team level we had a couple of practices outside in an outdoor gymnasium with concrete walls around but what do the girls think about the differences in the training environments?
1: You know, it was it was neat. I mean, there was a couple times we got to play, with, you know, with just different schools, and, and that was the outdoor, you know. I think uh, the girls were a little surprised at first, but then, you know, really just, again, kind of like the food embraced the idea that, hey, it was a different surface, but the game itself was, you know, the same. Uh, you know, the picture that I showed you obviously had a – two walls basically on the end line. So, uh, you know, the ball was out. It was hitting the wall, uh, which made it kind of fun because, you know, there was no following the ball to the line. I mean, if we fell the ball to the line, some girl was going to get, you know, her head smashed in. So it was, uh, you know, it, it – it, offered a different training aspect to it. But, uh, yeah, they, it was neat to see. And, you know, I think what was neat to see from our girls' standpoint is obviously how blessed we are and, and you know, have all these wonderful training facilities. But at the end of the day, the game is the same. And, uh, you know, I think it's it was neat for the girls to experience the idea that these people don't have a ton But what they do have, they truly appreciate, and, uh, you know, it was a real interesting perspective just from, you know, girls that come from, you know, the highest level of, you know, volleyball in America for the most part, you know, outside the national team. So it uh, it was a bit humbling, but at the same time really beneficial to our girls. Not a lot of courtesy dives happening if the wall is right there. You
0: can't go and <laughs> all hit ground have the courtesy, oh well look at me, I'm diving now. I'm working on my dive.
1: Yeah, no. They kinda looked at me at a couple points like, uh, you know, they weren't real sure what to do, but uh yeah, I mean, we, yeah. and we had uh we had an opportunity with one of the club teams there to play them, and and they had a little bit better facility. Uh, it was kind of an old school gym with an old floor, and it was covered, so you know, nothing bad about that. But our girls had an opportunity to kind of do the old jersey exchange, and um, you know I encouraged them to do that, and they weren't real sure. And before I knew it, not only were they exchanging jerseys, but uh, exchanging socks and knee pads, and you know everything you else you could want it was uh it was pretty fun to see that kind of happen and happen naturally after the first person you know made the offer
0: yeah break, break the seal and then the floodgates open for all of that i like it now yeah i know i had a report while you guys were down there and got a, just a brief chance to talk to you this morning about the fact you guys got the uh the full experience both the above ground and underground side of things uh Let us know what happened, and your girls kind of got a a little bit of a wake up call as to what it means to be out
1: there on your own. Yeah, we did. uh, We got uh, robbed where a gun was involved, and it was, unfortunately for our girls, they were all in a van. The driver got pulled out, and, uh, you know. I don't want to downplay the situation, but I think, you know, in some sense it was anytime anybody travels just, you know, abroad, you you realize that, you know, things like this happen, Uh, you know, it really kind of came at a time. uh, We were almost to the midway point. So, you know, I was a little worried about how our team was going to move forward with it. Uh, we didn't have, you know, that much stuff taken, so it wasn't any part where we lost a lot of stuff or, you know, anybody was in grave danger. Anytime, you know, for the most part, this gun was probably the first time, you know, somebody, most of our girls had seen a gun in in that type of fashion. So, um you know but ultimately our girls you know we talked a lot that night and said hey look we want the trip to go on and we don't want necessarily want this to be you know what we remember about this trip and so uh i give uh, just all the credit in the world to our girls because they really took it and ran with it from the standpoint of their spirit and their outlook on the rest of the trip really changed um you know, just to give you an idea, you know, as we visited the uh, Christ statue, uh, it was a, a rainy and foggy day, and our girls had no problems with it. They didn't complain about it. You know, they were just thankful that they had that opportunity, and it was just kind of a neat perspective, especially you know coming into it. And and our girls travel well, uh, so it, you could easily see something like that changing them. Uh, and it did, I think, for the better because I think uh, it really just gave them this new perspective on, you know, what they were trying to do there and, you know, how special it was to be with, the you know, the girls that they, you know, fell in love, you know, just their teammates.
0: What was the university reaction to the incident?
1: How was it handled from that
0: perspective? they're pretty far away.
1: Yeah, you know, it was tremendous. I, I give a lot of credit to our university again because they send, you know, 50 some trips a year. They're very versed in this. Uh, you know, they've got a great, you know, team of, you know, risk management. I mean, within 10 minutes I was talking uh not only with the risk management team but the president of the university who was absolutely tremendous and you know, saying, hey, listen, let's do whatever we can to, you know, make sure that not only tonight uh, the girls feel, you know, uh, a little bit more sense of peace, but also moving forward, whatever we got to do. And and then he uh, took it upon himself to call each uh, parent uh, of the girls, and then we forwarded them the time to kind of talk with their parents. So it was it was amazing from a coach's standpoint that the university would be, you know, just that hands-on within moments notice. And uh, it's it's a pretty special thing knowing that your president of the university is going to, you know, personally say, hey, listen, we need to do whatever we need to do. And 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 let's not necessarily worry about the cost of it. From this standpoint, let's you know make sure that the girl's state of mind is is what's the most important thing. And then obviously informing the parents. Uh, <clears throat> I couldn't ask for a better response. It was it was it was amazing, and it was awesome just to be a part of something that, uh, you know, I got some great responses from the parents uh, saying, you know, how impressed they were. So uh, a a lot of props to the president of the university, Dr. Randy Lowry, and then the university itself and and how they handled the, you know, the issue. From a
0: coaching side of things, what were your expectations for this trip and what surprised you perhaps about the trip and, and your team?
1: I think from the coaching standpoint, it was just this idea of how close would these girls come, and and really, in all honesty, how little the volleyball had to do with it. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think that being away from home and and that far away from home, and and you know, the girls didn't have internet access and and whatnot. You know, they really focused on each other. I mean, uh, it was just an unbelievable experience and and something that you know, I hope each and every team gets a chance to do, you know, I was afforded that opportunity to travel abroad in college. And it really opened my eyes up to, you know, the world itself. But beyond that, you know, if I had, you know, 11 of my best friends that I was traveling with, I I can only imagine how much better a trip would be. And, And each and every day, it just seemed like the trip got better and better, you know, minus the one day where we had the little scare. I mean, outside of that, it was amazing just to see what these girls were, you know, having the opportunity to do. And, you know, it, I can only imagine our girls return back, you know, uh, for summer school in July. And I can only imagine what it's going to be like. I mean, the text and the pictures and the inside jokes and things like that that are going back, you know, this minute is is just a testament to you know how close these girls became and and to be quite honest with you they were they were a very close group going into it i think uh this trip really allowed them to you know get down to some of the nitty-gritty things that uh maybe sometimes don't necessarily come up you know i think A lot of teams are are very surface level, and, hey, I know so-and-so has two brothers and this, that, and the other, but, you know, it really gave them an opportunity to kind of really dig deeper than that. As you look forward to another trip, where would you take your team four years from now? You know, one of my things that I've always said about this was, um, you know, I really want to go places that is just – that these kids would never have another opportunity to go without, you know, maybe Lipscomb volleyball. And and so we're always kind of looking to, you know, try different things. So um, it's – I wouldn't mind going somewhere in Asia. You know, I think that that to them is – as far off as can be uh so I, I we're always trying to kind of push the envelope in 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 a good way i think i think you know the the country of brazil obviously loved their volleyball uh and it was neat to see them kind of uh get excited with their our girls you know just walking around uh but you know just sports as a whole is a different thing you know just walking down the streets you could tell the uh, the crowds of people that just wanted to know who we were and what we were doing there was just kind of a, a unique experience.
0: Well, certainly your girl is having an opportunity about three and a half years from now to watch the 2016 games from Rio. It'll give them a totally different reason to be invested in that event. What a cool trip. Brandon Rosenthal, congratulations on making it back. I know it's a relief to get all of your girls back safe anytime you take them all together so far away from home.
1: Great job, and thanks for coming on and telling us about it. Yeah, and you know, I appreciate it, and I, I want to give a shout-out to Tim Kelly and, and his group. Uh, we didn't go with them uh, because we were kind of focused on some different things, but I talked with uh, Tim a bunch And, uh, you know, I give Tim a lot of credit for what he's doing out there. I know a lot of teams have used bring It promotions. I know he's been on the show and whatnot. But, you know, I I really think I know that there's been talk over the past year or so about the NCAA eliminating it and I think it's doing uh these college athletes a disservice if they do and uh you know I would just encourage anybody that's really interested in feel free to call me and talk to me about our experience but you know Obviously Tim Kelly is is the professional, a true professional that does this all the time and uh Tim has been great in just answering my questions and somebody that uh I think has a wealth of knowledge and, and does a fantastic job you know, with uh, getting groups around the country and and safely and and everything that they want to do. So uh, I appreciate him, and I appreciate just him taking the time and just answering some questions that I had. And, uh, you know, I think it's something that definitely needs to be continued.
0: All right, if you're a coach
1: out there looking to take an overseas
0: trip with your team, feel free to contact Brandon Rosenthal. I think his information is available there on the Lipscomb website. Email him and uh, ask him anything you need to ask him about. uh, Putting a trip like this together is certainly a trip of a lifetime for a lot of kids. Brandon, thanks, man. We'll talk to you guys. As always,
1: man, thanks for having me on.
0: All right, see you. Brandon Rosenthal, Lipscomb University as part of Coach's Corner. And uh, to the NCAA, don't give us another reason to hate you. I mean, really. This exposing kids to the world like this through sport I I don't care what what possible violations are involved or what possible thing it might do to influence this or that. For goodness sakes, you already limit it to once every four years, which is not not often enough. It ought to be once every two. I mean for, for transfer and athletes who, who change schools, it ought to be once every two if teams can do it. And it's not just about sport; it's about exposure to the broader world. And you heard Brandon touch on
4: that, and, and giving kids some perspective in the world. Yeah, I'm glad he had something relevant to say, or else he wouldn't have been allowed to come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're
0: still stuck on that, aren't you? It was
4: hilarious. <laughs> An old friend with something that's newly relevant.
0: Uh, one of my favorite pictures that I that I've ever seen at the training center uh, was a picture in the weight room. On the wall, just somebody printed it up on their computer, and it was sort of an 8x10 size, and it was a picture of a Cuban weight room, which was a couple of pipes coming out of the wall for dip bars. Nice. And, like, the worst half set of weights you've ever seen. (laughs) And this is at one of their high-level training places. And it said something to the effect of, it doesn't matter where you train, it matters how much you try. You know, just something like that. Because Cuba... They don't have facilities. They don't have anything. But, boy, they produce some fantastic athletes, particularly in the sport of volleyball, but yeah. in several other sports. Uh, they produce some amazing players out of environments that players today, especially those that are involved in high Division one programs or well-supported clubs. Uh, you know, if you come from Oregon, and what I've seen up there in that facility, which is absolutely unreal, fantastic. I would love to have signed my letter of intent this past fall to attend Oregon. Uh, you really get a new idea of how much all that stuff really matters when it comes down to whether you're a success or not. It's really inside of you, not inside of the stuff.
4: Correct. You could have all of the advantages in the world, but you still have to have drive. You have to. Uh, so, you know, these
0: trips are, are great for the kids. Um, I, I got a chance to do it with Pepperdine a little bit. We, we went to Canada each year. Not considered an international trip. We went to Canada each year and Did you see Cam play.
4: Did not see Cam then. Do you think Cam knows Sarah? Since they're both in Canada, all Can- Canadians know each other. Well, yeah. I mean, that's there's, what I assume, there's right. There's only like
0: three million of them anyway, <laughs> right? So. Yeah, I had an opportunity to do that, but then my my real international education, of course, came via the national team. Of first, course, first trip ever was to Japan. Nice. We got upgraded to business class. I had no idea what that meant. And then the you don't ever want to go back. Ever no, and and guys are telling me like, ah, this is not normal. This trip is not normal. So, like don't get used to this. We were in the upper deck of the seven forty seven. Nice. Like, dude, this is bitching. Like this is
4: how it should be. So and then you were back to the uh, luggage carrier underneath the plane. Oh god, yeah.
0: But just to to try and do that as a as a young athlete, the very first time, you know, in Japan, the trip to Japan took some ungodly amount of time yeah. to get there. Yeah. Because not only do you go for the flight, of course, which was, at that time, Colorado to probably San Francisco, and then San
4: Francisco to Tokyo. Yeah.
0: And then you drive for two or three hours to wherever you're
4: going to go. I hate that. Like, when the plan lanes at its final destination, I want to be within 30 minutes of where I need to be. Please. Yeah. Please. Having to, like, drive another two-plus hours after I've flown forever is just awful.
0: Yeah, there's nothing worse than that. But uh, I remember doing that and then going city to city. Yeah, it, It's not easy uh, when you're a young man out there for the first time trying to experience that and trying to make a team and trying to yeah. remain focused. Uh, it's it, But it's it's a lot of fun and cool for these kids to get that opportunity because so few kids play internationally. Even when you look at the training roster of the national team, it's tiny. Yeah. So get
1: these kids out in college. College but, has got the money. Put them out there.
4: When I was a kid, uh, I didn't travel internationally, but we got to travel all over the United States, which I thought was beneficial to me just because you get to see different places and you get out of your little bubble. And then also, when I got older, I started traveling internationally. You start to respect other people's cultures, whether you're, you know, I was in the Middle East, I've been, you know, I've been a lot of places, um, lots of beach cities, which I'm not mad at. But like you get respect for other people's cultures, whether you agree yeah. with their culture or not. I still respect their culture because that's how they were raised and grew up and things like that. Um, so I think you have a little bit more of a tolerance when you travel like that because you see it in person for real yeah. as opposed to seeing whatever the news is telling you about it.
0: Yeah, you can't get a feel for the place unless you've gone there. Correct. Uh, people from Europe who haven't been here think that you're going to get robbed on every corner. Correct. They pretty much think it's the, the Wild West. But it's not quite that. Yeah, there's not. not a le- yeah, maybe every other block. Every <laughs> exactly. Chat settle down. I'm aware what that Canada is outside the United States. My
4: gosh, this is
0: good. I don't see the chat board every week. Too busy watching that instead of hosting the show.
4: Better for you guys to uh, be the chat board filter. I love. Uh, I, I love rallying people up. Um, I'm looking at the FIV website, which is just awful. Um, oh. So for half of Brandon's interview, I was still listening to him, but. I was – half of that interview, I was searching for the information I was looking for on the website, it took me a good 10 minutes to find it. I was <sighs> looking at the teams that uh, – USA teams that had um, – are registered for the uh, upcoming –
0: Argentinian yes, Open. Yes,
4: correct. Um, and it has Whitney Pavlik and Jenny Krop on here. Hmm. But with that being said
0: – But they broke up.
4: According to Jenny's Facebook page.
0: Maybe they went on a backslide. Maybe. Or maybe they... Maybe they broke up and then found themselves down at the beach with their balls all by themselves and didn't know what to do. Called up each other, hey, I've
4: been thinking about you. And then
2: I, yeah. Hey, me
4: too. How are you doing?
2: What's going on?
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, you hang up. No, up first. <laughs> <laughs> but like I, you know, scope in their Twitter accounts and I haven't seen any mention of them traveling. I know everybody else is at least traveling today, so I don't, I don't know what it means. Doesn't it, it could mean that this website's not updated.
0: Entry fee lost is what it could mean. That's
4: true. We'll see.
0: FIVB good at collecting money, probably not good at refunding it.
4: Non-refundable deposit is how I have to refer to it in my contracts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but Phil and Rosie taking this tournament off as huh? well. What? Yeah. Huh? Yep. Taking one off. They just started. What do you you take one off for? Phil's wife is expecting at any moment. Ah, So that is why they are taking this tournament off. Okay. Don't panic,
0: panic, everybody. Now I understand. Especially the first one. No need to panic. Especially the first one, man. There's been nesting going on. I love how...
4: (laughs) The first one, you're like, oh, I need to be there for it. And then after that, you're like, well, I guess I could miss this one. (laughs) Oh,
0: boy. You you don't want to miss it, but to give you some perspective on it. So my first one, I was actually injured at the time, uh, so I was around quite a bit. But labor took 24 hours. It was literally like the night before to the very next night at 1030. And uh, my second one, labor kind of started in the evening. Then it faded away. I woke up in the morning. Hey, how do you feel?
4: I feel okay.
0: Uh, Grandma was there. uh, Her mother was there already. I said, all right, listen, I'm going to go to practice. I'll keep my phone. Let me know what happens. Something goes on. I'll just stop, you know. So I go to practice, three-hour practice. Okay, done. And then uh, called her up, said, how are you feeling? Well, we're going to the hospital now, but they're kind of a little far apart, so we'll be down at the hospital. We'll be at home uh, with my mom. I said, okay. So I'm going to go eat some lunch, and then I'm going to go to the training room for a little bit nice, and then I'll uh, I'll check in with you.
4: That was around noon or so. Mm-hmm. And How so far I, did you get into your day?
0: Oh, no, I went had lunch. Oh, okay. Went to the training room. Okay. Called her up, said, uh, you know, how's it going?
2: She said,
4: okay,
0: well, they're about this far apart or this and that. I think I'm going to go walk a little bit. And I said, okay, well, I'll grab some, you know, whatever, and I'll be over. And it so happens that the training center was next to the hospital. They're literally in a lot. Gotcha, So I got in the car, drove around the corner. Yeah. They got to bring the car. And uh, I drove in. She's outside walking around. I found her right outside the the maternity area. And then, uh, you know, this okay. And went back in 10 minutes later. Yeah. Baby was out in an hour. Wow. In an hour. He was there. Max Barnett. He's like, I'm ready. Let's do this. He turned nine on Saturday.
4: Congratulations to him.
0: But, uh, yeah, it was was such a different experience. So we're sitting there. That happened, you know, that's 3.30 in the afternoon, roughly, that he was born. Yep. And that night, I got to stay in the the bed in the same room and stuff. So we were just hanging out and and uh, watching the news like we kind of normally did at night. And just over, and she goes, did "I have a baby today." <laughs> like, I think so. Yeah, that's why I'm here. That's I'm, why we're here, right? I think so. This doesn't look like my bedroom, but man, it's weird. It doesn't feel like it. Such different than the first one where it was 24 hours and really hard on her physically oh. and just people were exhausted at the end of it and oh it was ugly. The second one no problem.
4: I say this to people all the time. Third one would have shot out like a gun. <laughs> I'm pregnant. Here you go. Can it? <laughs> Thank, thankfully the human race is not reliant on men reproducing because I would not. I'm just going to tell you that right now. You're not reproducing anyway. Is that the plan? The, what I don't know what plans you're talking about. <laughs>
0: Will there ever be little, little fat Jeremy? Because <laughs> they all come
4: out fat. I, I will change. That. I will not let them be obese, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> no, they all are. They all a little pudgy at the beginning. I can. I, I don't know if they'll, will be little Jeremys running around. I can never say never do anything, Kevin. Okay, you never know. Okay, all right. But if this child is whether it's a boy or a girl is referred to as little fat Jeremy, that's not going to be good. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Particularly bad if it's the latter. Oh man.
4: But yes, I would not – like it was up to me to carry a child for nine months and then go into labor. But I'm just going to let you – that's not going to happen. i just let you know that right now. Okay. So you're never going to hear me say – like you've seen the movies, the guy's like, oh, I would switch places with you if I could. That would not be what I would say. Uh, no. Nope, not ever. No. I'd be like, no, I, I actually would not switch places with you. I'm,
2: <laughs> I'm quite you, happy you're suffering.
4: You are a much stronger person than I am. That's what I would be saying. <laughs> that is what I would be saying. Oh, I love it.
0: All right, text McGee. See if he's around. Nice. Whatever. He's big league us. I mean, he hangs out with Don Mattingly last week during our show. I got to look at pictures on Instagram.
4: I have a ton of Don Mattingly autographed baseball cards.
0: I see a picture of him and his daughter, and his daughter's not wearing the helmets, and I'm a little concerned. Like,
4: <laughs> should she be? Yeah. Like, Why isn't she? Here's what happens to you if you come on our show. Sarah Butler, just texts me. Thank you so much. Just from being on the show, I've already had many people contact me. Good. Within an hour.
0: Good. So. Trying to make a difference here. We're we're efforting.
4: Yeah. Good for her. Good for us. It's a feel-good story. I'll tell you that right now.
0: Hey, you know, this is a kid. She's. So many times people are looking for something, right? They're looking to benefit themselves under the guise of something else. And yep. Sarah's not doing that. She's she's just a kid with an idea who wants an experience, wants to benefit some folks, and man, let's get some donations in there and update this website. Six hundred on the way to six thousand. We need a little ten x factor here for uh,
4: for Sarah. Maybe maybe March is a little too far off. Let's get the thing. Yeah, let's snapping. get this happen. I will. Let's
0: happen into the summer.
4: Speaking of charities and donations, the um the charity event I rode a spin bike for this weekend in Manhattan Beach. is called Tour to Pier. Sacrifice your bottom. Yes, I did. Um, it's called Tour to Pier. There are 200, 300 stationary spin bikes on the pier in Manhattan Beach. Oh, fun! Um, you get team of four, each rider rode for an hour, 50 minutes, and then you you adjust it. Um, their goal, we surpassed our team goal of money raised, which is great. The overall charity's goal was $300,000. They passed that, I think, two days before the event started. And I'll also say this too: I've been around a ton of, I've been around a ton of events—first-time events, ten-year events. This was one of the best first-time events I've ever been a part of. And by being part of, it, I was just participating, and I had nothing to do with. I was doing no music. I was just a uh, a writer. Um, So well put together, Um, amazing turnout, Um, really well done. And uh, I look forward to being a part of this. Um, again, Carrie Walsh was there. Eric Funow and Moana was there. Um, they had a lot of uh, – it was an amazing turnout, like I can say. So Sarah, who's doing what she's doing, yeah, it's it, it's all possible. It's all possible for her, and we'll help her get the word out.
0: Now, someone wants to know on the chat board if it's uh,
4: Bill Sigler that was involved with that. He was there. He was um, – whether he was involved as in helping put it on, I don't believe so, but he definitely sponsored a, a team, and they uh, they all wore Hawaiian shirts and short shorts and road bikes. Did they wear mustaches? Uh, I think some of them have mustaches anyways, so. <laughs> it was They were Team Magnum, but I don't believe they went full on. Uh, he wasn't wearing his Siggins outfit this time. They did not play the music the entire time? No, they did not. Because that was really,
0: I mean, how many hours were you there? It's boring enough during a, a single volleyball match.
4: Yes. Well, when we're smashing you in the finals, you, oh, you have I'm to hear it. Smashing me. Yep. You were there. So I don't was think I.
0: I don't think you aced me.
4: I don't think you were on the court.
0: I was playing libero at some point. At some point during that match. Someday. I, played, I probably just passed your little piddly jump serve with half spin. No problem. <laughs> probably what happened. Uh, I remember Dave McKenzie being all world.
4: Dave McKenzie he, he in could, the six man. It's either he either hits it eighty feet out of bounds. Or he blasts it for a point on like the five foot line. Not so different from Dave McKenzie indoors either. But I'm into it. That's that's why you love Dave.
0: I do. You know I've come to love Dave. I thought Dave is one of those is those guys that look at five years ago, yeah, six years ago, and like
4: Dave,
2: Dave, WTF?
0: <laughs> come on.
4: Wait not to curse on the show?
0: Like I'm I'm running practice. Yeah. While the national team's out of town. Yeah. I'm in just I
4: gotta run a practice for him. Yeah. Helping him out. Yeah. Dave's
0: late. He's an hour late. Wow! It's not ten minutes late. He's an hour late. I didn't let him practice. And he's like, can. oh, you just you can't tell Hugh." I'm like, "Why not?"
4: <laughs> like, yeah,
0: I do have to tell
4: Hugh. Like somebody didn't show up. Dave has definitely matured and grown up the last few years, for sure. He
0: has, yep. and and he went to the Olympic Games this last year, and he did his job and so did it well. well. Oh yeah, so well, absolutely. And I was really really happy to see. That process for Dave, to see that come around for Dave. Because Dave's never been a bad guy. No, no, no not at all. has been kind of a knucklehead. And to see Dave get it done when it mattered in an environment like that was was really neat to see. To see him make the team first off of
4: school, yeah. then
0: to watch him do his job that well.
4: Well, we saw him in Long Beach um, when I qualified that did, and he was doing it there, too. And, like, I felt good about his chances.
0: Yeah, when I talked to him, I, I felt good about what he was saying.
4: And how he was acting? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's like I say the story all the time, but like Aaron Wachfogel, like I did not like him at first when I started on the Pro Beach Tour. Like Geeter and him were good friends. We were out one night and Aaron dumped an entire pitcher of beer on Geeter's head, an entire pitcher of beer on Geeter's head because he thought it was funny. Hmm. And I was like, we're on stage, and I was like, I don't like that guy. Geeter's like, well, I was like, no, I don't like him at all whatsoever. And Aaron grew up a little bit, and I told him at one point, like, yes, I did not like you at all whatsoever, and now I like Aaron a lot.
0: I didn't like the losing sprint because we whipped him. I think it was in the semis on our way to the finals against you. <laughs> he and Cypher and those guys—they yeah. lost. No, no handshake. They just ran up to the pier.
4: They're like we lost right to start drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hmm. well, some people grow on you. True of everybody. Hopefully, they keep well, look, growing up. Little fat Jeremy at thirteen to eighteen years old may not have been high on everybody's list, but skinny, handsome. Mohawk. Spelt, felt. Spelt Jeremy.
0: Spelt Mohawk. Yeah.
4: Three Jeremy, I Jeremy at almost 30-plus years old. A lot of people will like him.
0: <laughs> well, no, I, I can identify with that. And, and for those folks that uh, we were talking about the, this uh, this weekend with Sinjin and watching these high school kids and the job that these high school coaches have in any sport, uh, but watching these volleyball coaches, they not only are dealing with trying to assess the athlete, and how they can contribute on one year. Right? Yeah. Wherever they happen to be. But then it's the next year, the kid was five six, now he's six two. And it's like, Whoa, what do we do with this? And now he can't find the end of his fingertips, even though he was fairly coordinated at five eight, at six two he's a mess. Yeah. But then the next year he's six foot four and he's kinda putting it together. And trying to blend all that and plan and understand and then dealing with the psyche of
4: teenagers and the shifting oh,
0: <laughs> winds of teenagers. I mean, the job that these high school coaches do is, is awesome. And to, to a lesser extent, coaches at the college level deal with some of the same things, although more dedicated and depending upon your level. Yeah. But to deal with all those things uh, at the high school level is really a unique and formidable challenge. And I'm I'm with you on some of the changes people go through. And yeah, me from let's say 18 to <laughs>
4: 30. Eight,
0: 39. Eighteen to 30. I mean, all the way through the 2000 games, really. Okay. Uh, not a lot of maturity. Pretty damn crazy to deal with. Uh, physical stud. I mean, let's be honest, but. <laughs>
4: Just a specimen. It <laughs>
0: was just a, a freaking mess when it came to like being a teammate and, and trying to make your teammates better and understanding how that might work and being aware of how my actions were affecting others. Not very good at any of that stuff. Uh, much different from 2001 to 2004. Yeah. Much different. And those players that I played with from 97 to 2000 or, you know, I guess in college, 95 to 2000. Uh don't really have a handle on who i am i think today
4: oh yeah I can
0: see uh, that. obviously there's always vestiges of whoever you were before but i think a far different person and and as you should be one of the things that frustrates me about politics is they always say oh i haven't changed well, that's a I have, problem. Yeah, I'd actually want you to change. Yeah, that's a problem. If you're not evolving, if you're not learning, <laughs> if you haven't learned anything since the time you were raised by your parents, indoctrinated into the church, and had a certain view from West Texas. But now you're in the White House.
4: That's a problem.
0: If I, you're not, I don't know learning, who
4: you're talking about. That's a problem.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, so I, I think that people always go through that, and you encounter people in your life who have a preconceived notion from whatever their time period was with you and don't really understand how things are now. Well, and everybody's journey is
4: some people's takes longer than others. And, uh, you know, like we said, like Dave, you thought he was a knucklehead at first, and then now you're extremely happy for him and how he performed on the national team. Absolutely. And I suspect he's still going to be in the gym, right? <sighs> is that, I, that how that I works? don't
0: know. He's not, is he on that list? He's not on the list for nah, World
4: League. I didn't look at the list.
0: No, I mean, Dave's still playing professionally. You have a physical specimen. Dave is. No doubt. Whew. Yeah, I mean, Dave is strong. <laughs> so uh, I think he probably plays as long as he wants to play. Yeah. Decides when he's done, which is great.
4: When are we going to hear from Reed again? I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, the, the the artist formerly on our intro? The gold medalist formerly known as? Reed Pretty? Yeah. I feel like his photos he's been posting, like, he's in the country Oh, he's here somewhere. He's asking things like he asked today, like any recommendations on a church in Vegas. So he's like, he's he's around. I don't know what that means, though.
0: A little White Chapel. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Other than that, there's no churches in Vegas. Just saying, he's around. I just expect. Well, he know.
0: lives in Las Vegas.
4: Well, I expect to hear from him soon. I'll lives. be in I'll be in Vegas in about a month.
0: He's full time in Las Vegas.
4: Full time, love yeah. it. Resident. Resident. As he should be. Why not? Doesn't he has a summer home here in Huntington? That's it. I volunteer to stay there when he's out of the country. He hasn't really taken me up on that offer yet. <laughs> you need somebody I to watch will, your
0: house? I'll I will hold happy. down the rooftop deck. <laughs>
4: he's like, you can stay in the garage. <laughs> hey, the garage isn't bad. It's a full workout facility, and there's a gym car. I know. I've seen it.
0: You're all set. don't think
4: I wouldn't ride that thing around all the time.
0: Oh, dude. All set.
4: Yep. I'd love to have a gym car just to have one. There
0: are toys on my list
4: I'd like just to have. Yeah, one. but wouldn't... But even then you still need to park in a regular parking spot. Wouldn't you rather have, like, a, a moped or scooter or Vespa? I'm not getting on any of those. I'm or, a motorcycle guy. I think Kirby has one. Drink. A Vespa? Something along those lines. Foolish. Why? Why? If you're just driving around the, around here. Foolish. Why? Because you're going to get hit by something? Someone's going to clobber you. Eventually, someone's going to clobber you. Speaking of clobbering, I saw Fenoy over the weekend. Did, we, did I t- talk about the accident that he was in?
0: You mentioned a while Super... back when you, you talked to him. Yeah, this is like uh, could have died type thing.
4: Yeah, like as bad as the accident was, he uh, the fact that nobody was as seriously hurt. Like he just had a minor surgery on his elbow. His wife has, you know, some back neck issues. But the kids are perfectly okay. Everybody's okay. Nobody died. Everybody's fine. But like seeing photos of his car with the roof smashed in, like you're a tall guy. He's a tall guy. I don't know how he was fit in the driver's seat still with the angle of that roof. Because I saw photos of it. In the back left... No, I'm sorry. The back passenger tire, maybe it was the driver's side, was just completely gone. Yeah. Like, gone, like, non-existent. It was just... Ew, uh, it was unbelievable. But, for those of you that had heard about it or maybe not heard about it, but Finoy is good. All is well.
0: Everybody's healthy. Kids are great. Yeah, that's good to hear. That's... I mean, you, you get used to things kind of being a constant and then... In the blink of an eye, everything can be different. No doubt. But I, I'm never getting on a Vespa or one of those. Well, never, but not on, any, not on any regular basis, let's say. Because, look, they, they come with all the dangers of a motorcycle. Correct. With none of the ability to get out of problems like a, a true motorcycle has. True, but you're not getting like on the 405 with it. No, but
4: that's not where you're getting killed. You're not
0: getting killed yeah, on the 405. You're getting killed making a left turn down there in, in Hermosa Beach because some, somebody's paying zero attention.
4: I read a stat, and I think it was within two years or three years. If a motorcycle is your everyday transportation Mm -hmm. in Los Angeles, it is a 100% chance within two or three years you will get in an accident. Yes. 100% chance. You – there's no way around it. You are getting in an accident. I don't care what you do. You're getting in an accident.
0: My primary mode of transportation was a sport bike for a year and a half. And? Did not crash. Yep.
4: Lucky to have not crashed.
0: I consider myself lucky to have made it through the statistics there.
4: Nicole drives up and down the 405 every day and almost gets in an accident every day. I can't imagine it, doing it with a motorcycle.
0: Keep her in a cage. Yes. Uh, yeah. Gardhoff put up here the Little Fat Jeremy's, which I hadn't even noticed in this collage from a couple weeks ago. Because you have
4: to look back at them like every – I look back at them like a few times a week and then go back because there are things that I missed every single uh, time. you can eat Little Fat Jeremy's. I love My favorite <laughs> candy, of- right? Yeah, it's uh it's good and plenty.
0: But little fat Jeremy's my favorite part of it was the Dustin Walmart name tag.
4: Oh yeah. I mean there's so many good things what Gardhawk does. Oh, Dustin. Casey Patterson was very proud of this. He reposted it because it has him with the big check. That's
0: right. And he got more likes than we had. So Well, we just started our Instagram account, so that didn't count. Good for him. Oh yeah, here's the here's the announcement. Sand championships are gonna be on. Yeah, yeah. Hosted by McGee. Bitter. Great job, McGee. I'm sure you did fantastic. I'm sure you were awesome.
4: Loser. Anyway, here's my... Do people really think I'm that fat? Like that photo, you know what I'm saying? Like, if they've never seen me before, they're like, oh, maybe he is Fat Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Goodness gracious. Well... We're creeping towards the end here. They really started out as a burrito. Now they're uh, like Good and Plenty's. <laughs> well, there's a whole line. It's a brand. It's, a, it's totally a brand. Yeah. What if is. I start a Little Fat Jeremy brand? How awesome would that be? <laughs> I
0: don't know. Get rid of the bird. Bring in the Little Fat Jeremy logo.
4: I'd have to give some residuals to Gardhoff, Jay Hasek, for bring, for starting it. Uh,
0: wait, Hasek didn't start
4: it? He said Little Fat Jeremy's. He's the one who said yeah.
0: Little Fat Jeremy's.
4: Yeah. I'm the one who pick,
0: took the picture of...
4: Yes, Little but Fat he, he was talking about like it being like a burrito called the Little Fat
3: Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: that's where it came from.
4: Oh man! Yeah, thank God for being on the show. Well, you never know what might happen. You never know.
0: You never know. We could get picked up by uh, Sirius or XM. Uh, maybe not. Never mind. It's like winning Powerball. Were you in it this week?
4: I was not. I I never played the lottery. I was in. Well, uh, I feel uh, if I would have had time, I probably would have just. Why not?
0: Yeah, I bought a sandwich at a place that had tickets.
4: Yeah, and you're like, here we go. Why not? Did somebody win or no?
0: Yeah, person in Florida. Good for them. The after, they don't know who, but after tax payment, yeah. 360,
4: 360
0: million after taxes. I could live on that. You know the thing is? They'll be bankrupt in 10 years.
4: I hope not. You, and
0: half their family members are uh, drug addicts.
4: You, you want to know what the, after I talk to lawyers and a uh, an accountant, I would lose my phone. Lose your – I'd lose my identity. You would never you would you would be like, Where's little fat Jeremy? And I would you would never hear from me ever again. No, <laughs> ever. I could I would still be living down the street, but you would never hear from me ever again.
0: Yeah, you'd be living down a different
4: street. In well, a much bigger com- For about a month I'd be I'd be where I live right now. And then after that I'd be like, I'm out. <laughs> no, and that's the thing, is we were
0: talking about this uh before the drawing, saying somebody was making their remark about how people screw it up. I said, Yeah, but that's because Whatever the percentage is, it's a high percentage, 85%, I know, let's say, bad. of people that play regularly. So the people with the greatest chance to win,
4: Yeah.
0: Um, even though it's small, but the greatest chance to win are people that have already failed. They, they're they not good in life. They shouldn't be spending money on lottery tickets. They should be spending money on yet another meal because they're going to wonder where their next meal is coming yeah. from. I mean, those are the people that are playing the lottery on a regular basis. They're not good with money. They're not good with careers. They're not good with goal setting. They're not good with all the things that actually produce wealth. Yeah. And so your odds of, inside the lottery, awarding the money to someone who's really good with money or who will truly take advantage of that yeah. opportunity yeah. are small. Not as small as you winning the $175 million, Yeah. but they're very small as far as the award payouts go. Because I'm sure they always blow it up with lottery, you know, uh, millionaires gone bad or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I'm sure they're the ones out there that are doing just fine. But they are the smaller group of the total because those are the people you're dealing
4: with. I love the lot of commercial where it's like, what would you do with a buck where it's like people are living in Southern California, but it's snowing outside because they have like a snow machine and a crane out there doing it. It's like <laughs> I'm not going to yeah, like be spending my money on a snow machine and a crane outside of my house in the middle of July, oh. just in case you're wondering. <laughs> but you still – I don't care how much money you have. You still need to budget and prioritize what you do because if you're spending more money than – you are you just put that money in the bank and live off the interest if you don't know how to do anything else. Just live off the interest. Don't touch right. the main money. Right. And you're you're actually good to go.
0: My point is they're the same person the day before they win yeah. the lottery as they are the day after they win the lottery. Come with gotcha. all the same problems, inconsistencies and, and poor decision making. It's all the same. Yeah, you would never hear from me again.
4: Sure we would. You'd throw a party. Again. Oh, You would never hear from me. Damn. I may throw a party, but you may not hear from me. That's <laughs> cold, man. That is cold, cold, cold. Oh, uh, That's awesome. If you bring the big spoon over, maybe. Big spoon is in. Did you enjoy the big spoon on your birthday?
0: I did not. Interesting. Probably better that way. It was next, a Tuesday. Next year. <laughs> when, my, when my birthday falls on a Friday or a Saturday, then perhaps, yes. i got to look for some music to end this, Jeremy. Oh, good luck to you. find something.
4: Been in Macklemore lately. It's been pretty good. He's been all over the place, His his uh, second single is doing pretty good, too.
0: By the way, Safe and Sound, I- I've had that song for months and months,
4: thanks to my wife for being ahead
0: of the curve, and now it's just blowing up. Capital Cities? Yeah. They're everywhere. Yeah, great song. They're crushing it. hmm Ah, I'm going to this concert. It's the intro. I'm going to use it as the outro.
4: Speaking of performances, uh, the Billboard Music Awards were last night. Yeah. Miguel, who I didn't see what happened until Garthoff posted on the Facebook page, but he apparently crushed somebody in the front row pit. He tried to jump over the pit, but like kind of landed on their head. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, you have to look online and see the um, – but it could have been a lot worse. Like I had just read about it. I didn't really see what had happened, but he basically tried to jump over the pit, and it kind of caught her head between his leg and the stage. Ooh, Could have been a lot worse. Yeah, think about that. To his every, credit, he kept performing.
0: For everybody that's bad. To
4: her credit, as of yet, she's not suing him for millions of dollars.
0: Not yet. Just wait.
4: She may have had to sign a waiver to be in the pit. Just wait. So what's this lovely song you're about to
0: play? Well, I'm going to the Hollywood Bowl in September. Oh, nice. To see the XX. Oh, cool. Very cool. going to go watch them. Good so. band. I'm going to play intro as our outro Perfect. Perfect here on The Net Live. Opportunity to listen to us on iTunes. Uh, there have been some issues. We're going to check into them about stuff getting posted on iTunes. I've
3: Absolutely. been able to
0: download it. I don't know what uh, what folks are struggling with, but I've been able to download it. And we've got a couple of notes about that. We will have a show for you next Tuesday. Jeremy, you're in?
4: Tuesday? 99%. Okay.
0: So we don't work holidays. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Memorial Day. Get outside in the sun and enjoy the day. We don't want to sit in the studio any more than you want to sit by your computer and listen to us. So we'll be doing it on a Tuesday next week. And we do have upcoming talk to Sinjin Smith this week. He will be in studio at some point. Probably awesome. not next week, but soon we'll have Sinjin in here to talk. And uh, there's a man with a connection to the FIVB. Sinjin's in there, man. He's got, he's got the inside line. So we'll get lots of good information out of him and and probably talk about the past. We'll have him for a whole episode. Awesome. Jay Gibb will be on the show. I don't know
4: when they get back from uh, this latest trip, but he uh, we're going to get him on the show in the next few episodes.
0: All right. We're going to keep working on some indoor athletes, too. Might have to do some recorded interviews because they have practice right practice. About now. But we will work on getting you some indoor athletes, too, as we prep for the indoor national team season. World League starting very soon. The women's team, of course, in action. Uh, don't look for video, but look for match reports sometime. Was the them Blue's practicing team. recently the only time I'm going to at-
4: the opportunity we have to see them in person? The women's team? Yeah.
0: No, they have the Japan series. What is that? We detailed the dates on that. Uh, last or week. where I is know. that? I don't How have it. that? I don't have it right in front of me. Hold on. Let's detail that
4: just since you asked the question before Sorry we about here. That, Before you played the intro for our outro.
0: Yeah, that's okay. Uh, let's see. The Japan events. Maybe BJ has it. Because
4: okay. that's my bucket Quickly. list. I've seen them in. Last year or in Long Beach the first time i would seen them live haven't seen the women live.
0: Well, okay, Omaha in September, September 16th through the 21st, they're going to host the Norsega Women's Continental Championship. So if you're in Omaha or nearby, you'll get an opportunity to see the women there. And uh, I want to say they're playing against Japan as well. I can't find it here. But the point is, for the women, you're going to get to see them this year. Okay. Oh, here it is, USA Volleyball Cup, three matches in Southern California. Okay. And so that will happen July 10th, July 12th, and July 13th. Against Japan, so honestly, these matches, that tournament in Omaha, and these matches uh, here in California, rare opportunities to see the women's national team. So get out there and do that. Remember, go to usav. dot I think it's still dot org. I'm putting it in here. I oh, know it's USA dot org slash Whatever. Type in usav to Google, and it'll take you right there because it used to be usav. dot but it is not anymore. Uh, but stay up to date on there. They're doing a great job putting stuff up. They have one of these uh, websites with all the little pictures uh, that I like. They uh, <laughs> they put up a lot of information now about the teams, although not a match report from this past weekend. <laughs> BJ, still wait. Put up some video. Convince, convince <laughs> Karch is not a disadvantage. It's more of an advantage for all of us fans. She's going to send you some hate mail. I just want you to know that right now. Yeah, she's not even listening anymore. BJ had other work to do. Dropped off,
4: went somewhere. She's like, Kevin is talking crap about me again. I'm yeah. out. No, she's gone. That's why we did it. Yeah, okay.
0: All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in and being a part of our Monday. We hope you have a great week. We hope you get out there and uh, enjoy the weather. We know it's uh, summer in most of the United States. We'll see you again next week here on The Net Live. A little XX on the way out.